Yeah, usually you sound like Steve Mnuchin. Usually. <laughs> Hello, fans. That's not Steve Mnuchin. Everybody, all the broomheads are going to be so happy to see me. I'm, I'm filled, filled to the brim with hydrochloroquine. I'm oozing hydro. Filled to the brim. Oh my God. I'm going to do it's- that bit about being filled to the brim with hydrochloroquine in the episode. Whatever it takes. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I am uh, Michelle Trachtenberg, famous uh, actress from the late 90s. Uh, I played, uh, uh, I was on uh, Buffy. I was famously Dawn, Buffy's sister, uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. I was also, I believe, in the Rosie O'Donnell movie, Matilda. Is that right? No, that's not the same movie. What? Harriet the Spy, right? Harriet yes. the Spy. Harriet the Spy. Michelle Trachtenberg, famously polarizing, polarizing character on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where many people thought I was a bad character. Oh. So I don't know. I mean, I was the character, so I thought it was pretty good. And I was pretty into it. What about you, Rach? Did you remember? I know you didn't watch the show, but just based on what you know about Michelle Trachtenberg, what do you think about my performance on Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I like entirely forgot that she was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer because I watched it a little bit like early on, early she days. Was, she came late. Yeah, was, so I did. I did not sister, see that. But she was like not really her sister. She was like a uh, uh, some sort of a uh, spell. Was she also supernatural? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, because she like wasn't real. I can't. Okay. It's been a while since I've I've dug into uh, Buffy, but mm-hmm. she's like not really a person. She's mm-hmm. like a create a key, Marissa. She's the key, right? Dawn fucked up Buffy. Jordan Scrivener said, "See, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. that Tom Green's uh, calling out my uh, Heart Foundation T-shirt." There you go, Fred Hart. Very nice. Very <laughs> Jim nice. Uh, so that's me. I'm Michelle Trachtenberg. I'm happy to be here on the show. I'm gonna get out of here now so Pat can come back. So uh, okay, yeah. Just gonna. Hey everybody, it's me. I'm back on the show. Happy oh. to be here. Glad to have you, Pat. How are you doing, Rach? Not too bad. You know, it's Monday. Um, yeah, it's Monday. We it made is it Monday. through. And it's beginning of week ten, right? I can't. Week I lost. 10. I lost We're, track. Like, how long have we been doing this? We've been doing this for ten full weeks, and it ain't getting any easier. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you're feeling. No, it's not getting any easier. I'm getting very fatigued. Yeah, fatigued is the right word fatigued, annoyed, but we got to do it. You know, you got to stay safe. Mm-hmm. You got to do it for the rest of the world. We are do. we getting into this shit already? No way. We, are we? I mean, that was like the shortest that we've ever done, but maybe it's because, you know, we're a little bit nervous because we got, we got a live nervous. audience this time. I'm not nervous. We got all these great broomheads here. It's just, shooting how Just telling don't us. say anything politically incorrect and we'll be fine. <laughs> I never do. My glasses are fogging up. What it's like when I go into the laundromat. You know when you go into the laundromat sometimes and your glasses uh-huh. fog up after being outside? The hell's mm-hmm. happening? It's also with the masks. You don't know this. If you're out with you have the glasses and you're wearing the masks, your glasses fog up. It's pretty fucking annoying. Yeah, you got to get the mask like just under the glasses, right? Randy Reynolds is here. He's like, he's oh, like, hey. 
Good Freddie Freddie Reynolds. Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing this is. Rachel, we're talking about Degrassi, the next generation. I got my notebook. I don't know if you have yours. I'm sure you do. Degrassi, mm-hmm. the next generation, one of the great shows uh, that we've ever seen. Uh, uh, we're here to talk about uh, episode, it's the 90th episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, but then because of all the two-parters, I call this the 74th episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. The name of the episode is Tell It To My Heart. Tell It To My Heart is a Taylor Dane song, and I am betting full bore on you, Rach, that you got one. What is your favorite Taylor Dane song? It's Tell It To My Heart. Yeah, that too. Because it's the best one. It's the best one. Only one. Is it really love or just a game? Tell It to My Heart is a great song. It's a great song. It's a wonderful song. Taylor Dane is a wonderful creation. She's got a lot. uh, Proof your love. Got to prove your love. That's a great song. Uh, uh, Love will lead you back to my arms where you belong. That's a great song. Oh, God. She's a great, great singer. The thing I like most about Taylor Dane is she, uh, first of all, she's from Long Island. Oh, a local. Um, so she's like, like my, my cousin. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like the kind of, she, it was like she saw four versions of Madonna and was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm just going to do them all. Just give me all of them. Just give me a little piece of all those likenesses and I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to scream at you. For three and a half gorgeous minutes. You pick Tell It To My Heart. I'm going to pick Prove Your Love. Mm, also a classic. Myra Velasco says, Love Will Lead You Back. Love Will Lead You Back is a fucking jam, dude. A beautiful ballad for the ages. <laughs> I got to freshen those pipes up every once in a while after all, after all I know. Singing. Well, I mean, it's, you're going to have a lot of work to do this episode because you know who's in this episode. No, I don't know who. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, Snake. Snake. Now, well, briefly, well, right? Uh, Punk is a dad guy says, I met Taylor Dade when I saw what? a male at the Long Island PWAC. That has got to be a fucking great story. Why was Taylor Dane at an avail show? I'm very interested in that. Uh, I love it. Tell us. Give us give us the skinny if you can. That is fucking hilarious. Hello! It is a me, a Marco. Oh no, Mr. Delarossi, I'm here with the best son of Marco. Marco, what are you doing today? Uh, nothing, Dad. I'm just uh, going to be in this drama play, try to save the drama department. Oh, the drama club. Yeah, I like how this came out of nowhere. Like, just going to be the star in Hamlet, no big deal. But yeah, uh, I got, we got to say right from the get go. Broomhead Alana C had told us a couple weeks ago that Mr. Del Rossi's uh, accent fades when you get into seasons five and six, and it is not the same. Suddenly, he does not sound like first-generation Italian. It's like they went into the episode, and he was probably, like, doing his bit, and he was like, Hey, Marco, you can't be a little bit, little bit of a fagula. Like that, that's what he says. And they were like, you know what? This is like a series episode. I think we're going to need like a little less Super Mario. Could yeah. we get a, t- a touch less Super Mario? Just a today? little less Super Mario. And he was like, I don't know. I like it to do it like this. It just proves that he doesn't. My volume on my phone just like keeps going on. Yeah, right? it's hard to get it. I, mine is like down most of the way, but. Oh, there's everyone just saw my wife's clothes hanging. <laughs> Hanging. Uh, so yeah, this is a Marco episode. Heavy Bones Marco episode. He's going to come out of the closet to his father. It's a good episode for us to do on the Instagram live. Well, because Mr. Del Ross is here. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just pouring a beer. So take the reins. <laughs> oh yeah, I of course. So drama club. Tom Green says, once you spend 45 years in Canada, your accent (laughs) starts to fade. That is a good point. That is a good point. I mean, but like two seasons ago, it was very strong, like fresh off the boat, strong. (laughs) Tail ADC says he's been going to Miss Kwan's night school classes. That's all. That also could be true. What happened to Miss Kwan? We haven't seen her in a while. She was in like one of the episodes earlier this season. Remember? Because Gavin came back to school. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And he's like, he's many classes behind now. Why do I have to go to the English school? I speak a perfect English. Marco, you're going to put the sack on the door so everybody knows that you're having a sex. There's a lot of really, uh, there's some inappropriate language in this episode. Yeah, I think he said, uh, is that what he says? Fagala? Something like that. That's like a, that. he says, uh, I wrote it down. I wrote a lot of notes today, guys. Oh, well then maybe you should. Wow, that's a lot for Pad. Uh, and no, wait, look. Wow. These are my, uh, the Blu-rays I want to buy for the vinegar syndrome sale coming up uh, this weekend. Um, he calls him some, oh, oh, Fanook, Fanook, Fanook. That's what he says. A Fanook? That's like a, that's a racist uh, term for gay people. A Fanook? <laughs> yeah. Even that's like an Italian thing. Oh, the Sopranos, they say it all the time. Really? You love The Sopranos. I I mean, it's been a couple of years since I watched it, but that's it. I think that I've brought that up to you, that they say mm-hmm. that on The Sopranos, and you were just as uh, confused then as you are now. I have to say, someone else, props to, I cannot remember, someone commented on the um, Facebook post from last week that they also didn't understand the four-letter word saying. Really? So clearly it's not just me. It's crazy that you that you and that person have never heard the term four letter word. God bless you. And both. everyone else has heard of it before. I'm pretty sure, like show of hands, brewheads who are on this Zoom. This is not a Zoom. This is an Instagram live. Uh, it's all Zoom. So you now. can't you can't show your hands. We're also on Zoom, so it's very confusing. It's all Zoom. It's like Xerox. Zoom is like Xerox now. Although mm-hmm. no one really says Xerox anymore. No, no. Carbon carbon oh. copies. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, they always they just call it a Xerox or a Kleenex. I don't. You remember them. the old credit card machines? Yeah, yeah, carbon copies. Carbon copies. This is one of the best things of the Instagram live for all you broomheads, like letting a cat out of the bag. This zit here on my nose. This ruddy red Ooh. drunk. <laughs> In case you guys need to see how ruddy starting, I can starting be. to get the mask mask acne. You are. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's a rough go. We're all in the house, just breathing in the stale it's, air. It's not going to be fun in when it's hot out in the summer and we have to wear them either, but we're going to wear them because we're good citizens. It's getting hot already, and it's I'm just like, already. I can't with the hot. And I, I know you love it. We've been through this. Our two-year podcast anniversary is this Saturday, guys. Mm-hmm. I know you love the hot weather, but this is going to be a struggle, man. Oh. Tell it to my heart. Tell me I'm the only one. Is it really love or just a game? Body to body, soul to soul. But I like how it's like Taylor Dane is like Marco singing to his dad. <laughs> <laughs> you mean when I do it? <laughs> well, no, I mean the theme of the episode. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I, th- I thought you were suggesting me singing like Taylor Dane was sounded like what I do Marco's dad. 
no, no. To my heart, tell me I'm the only one. Is it really love or just a game? Don't forget to put a sock on the doorknob if you want to have sex with Dylan. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. Having a sex. <laughs> Marco's dad is obsessed with having a sex with a Dylan. <laughs> we, we start off with the with the Del Rossi sitting around at the kitchen table. And Mr. Del Rossi is talking about his uh, nephew. I guess it's his nephew who isn't going to give his sister any kids. Because uh, yeah, he's a, a, fin- he's a, a failure. Fin- a Fanuk. <laughs> he says, he goes, he says, uh, for a parent to raise a homosexual, it is like a failure. Yeah, you said it. But I yeah. had to do it like Mr. Del Rossi. <laughs> he's an embarrassment. No grandchildren. Yeah. Which is uh, horrible to say to your son who's gay and you don't know it, but your wife knows it. My thing is, how the fuck does this guy not know it? I mean, really. I mean, I think that Marco was also kind of asking that question of his dad later in this later episode. Later on, that's yeah. why he says Like, that. how did, did you not know? Really? Like, look at his hair. Look at his beautiful, beautiful hair. All right. So they're, uh, they're doing, what are they doing? They're talking about how Dylan's, Dylan. Marco's cousin is gay and mm-hmm. Mr. Del Rossi doesn't like it. And he's very not nice about it. He says a bad word and he's ready to just be done with the whole situation. So we mm-hmm. open, then we get this theme song. If I do. Right. Mm-hmm. And, the most uh, recent of the theme songs, right? Yeah. If I do, I'll be there. What? It's amazing. It cut out on the zoom, but I heard it perfectly. <laughs> through the oh, Instagram. Good. <laughs> yeah, because you can hear it because I can't turn the volume down. Oh, man. All right, tell me what happens. So Drama Club is practicing. Drama, <laughs> Drama Club is practicing for some kind of event that I don't, I like, are they just not going to get any money for the school? Like, I don't understand what was happening because they were doing like you said they were going to do Hamlet, which was seemed surprising because we hadn't talked about it. And then uh, but they were only doing like a scene. They're not doing the whole bit. Right. They're just doing everybody's doing a scene of something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's to raise money for something. You can clearly tell that I was not paying attention to like the actual point of the A story and just like the whole the, the undertones of it. Well, I love that they made it in the middle of this like huge uh, play. So that mm-hmm. he would have to like ruin it in the middle of it, which is mm-hmm. pretty, pretty, I was like, I was like, oh God, just wait to the end, dude. We'll get to that. So, but the big thing is, is that we're introduced to Tim, who's the new kid, the new gay kid on the block. They, they literally just bring a kid in every time they need to tell a story that they can't with one of their existing characters. <laughs> which there's 75 of these characters and you could certainly tell the story with any of these characters. I mean, couldn't they have just brought back Chester and made him gay? Oh, that would have been wonderful. Yeah. Poor Chester. So, so Tim is bullied by kids because he's obviously so gay that the kids are pushing him into lockers. Tim is a knockoff Pete Wentz is very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. They were pushing him into a locker. They called him the F word. It was not nice. And uh, your boyfriend gets, Craig gets into like fucking savior mode. He runs and, and Marco's, no, 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 no. Why does Marco stop him? He's like you. He doesn't like violence. Yeah. But Craig is ready to jump anyone at any time. Yeah. Craig loves violence. <laughs> it's like, like the uh, famous rapper Eminem. Do you remember him? Oh, yes. Eminem. Yeah. He's a big fan of violence. 
the famous Eminem. Tim's got a good hat, though, I got to say. Well, also, why is Craig always so ready to jump in on everyone else's fight? Like, he's got a, he's a savior complex or something. Because his ribs. (laughs) Glass of milk is the Sean emoji. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty fucking great. That's very funny. Uh, we haven't seen Sean for a while. Also, before I forget, um, and we can tell all the broomheads this as well, this is completely off topic, but I found out that the minisodes start in season five. So we can also start watching those minisodes too. Um, what? What's that? What's that? A, mi- a what? The minisodes. Oh, a miniature episode. Sorry. A miniature right. episode, a miniature, yes. So it's like a smaller They episode. also have those for with the uh, Madison Avenue menfolk. Mm-hmm, right, my right. favorite show. Hydrochloroquine. I'm putting it. I'm just oozing hydrochloroquine from inside my bones. I've got it all in my body. Steve Mnuchin. Just I like how much you say Steve Mnuchin, but don't speak with his voice. I think it's it's better that way. Trump, Donald Trump talked today about how he's taking hydrochloroquine to. Uh, stave off the coronavirus so he doesn't get it and it's and this is for i don't know if this is for anybody on the zoom uh not the zoom the instagram but basically for him hydrochloroquine is what vervain is for uh people on the vampire diaries so there you go everybody i wanted to make that point oh didn't bernice fine call manny a glass of milk yes (laughs) god bless bernie's fine one of the best characters who appears for a very brief time on this entire show. <laughs> she is one of the best. She's one of my favorites. Yeah. So I mean, mean, but if Brittany Fine had met Sean, she would also have called him a glass of milk and understood where she went wrong there. Uh, <laughs> so Tim I just is wanted to come in on the show and the podcast. You guys are doing the Instagram live. I heard it's going great. Pat cannot figure out his the sound on his phone. I was going to get Jason Miller to come in here. <laughs> Stephen Miller. Oh, sorry. Stephen Miller to come in here. He's good with technology. Jason he's Miller, a, the actor. He's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. He knows technology. That's how they get you. Yeah, I don't know if Jason Miller would be so thrilled to be called a Nazi accidentally. No, Jason Miller, God rest his soul, from uh, <laughs> The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. So great. Look at this zit, huh? Oh, thanks. Jesus Christ. Big it kind of blurs. It's fine. Woohoo! You always have a fucking. You always manage to bring blur up. I Any do, episode, I every one of these things, she's talking about blur. I mean, it helps that they have like a very common name that's also a word that's easy to use. Well, you don't hear me running around bringing <laughs> Oasis up every second. Unlike, unlike weddings, parties, anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I just kicked everything. Can I curse on Instagram? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't see why not. So uh, wh- Tim is bullied he's called a an f word yes that is bad Mm -hmm. oh we just got into an oasis blur fight i don't know about that (laughs) oh hey it's katrina i agree with you oh hey it's katrina i love oasis today is gonna be the day they're gonna throw it back to you i don't know i saw noel gallagher recently did a they did a joint tour with smashing pumpkins and we went to see it my wife and i adrian Mm -hmm. you've heard of her Mm -hmm. and uh it was he was great he was great Mm -hmm. he played champagne supernova do you know that one i do know that one 
It's a cut from the uh, What's the Story of Morning Glory record. I mean, I know the Oasis songs. I just, you know, I think Blur is better. Yeah, I don't really care. I don't, have a, I don't really have a dog in the fight. I'm just agreeing with whoever's disagreeing with you. So here we go. Yeah, we had a real deep cut request. What? Deep cut request. Green beans, maybe. <laughs> that is like old. <laughs> Thank you. That is, that's a true broom head right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Someone asked us if, uh, what Gwen Stefani was going to be having for dinner tonight. Mm -hmm. That's the answer. It's it's green beans, comma. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm eating all these damn green beans. Guys, this is why it takes me so hey long guys, to edit these, these are all episodes. my CDs. These are all my, my CDs. If you want, I have a lot more in books, in binders and books, uh, but these are the ones I keep. I'll, I'll show you one before this is over. I'll get up. I'll pick one out. I'm not even going to like page. I'm just going to pull one out and I'm going to come over and show you one of my CDs. I still have all of mine. They're just mostly at my parents' house. I can't yeah. carry them around from apartment to apartment with me. Oh God, you should see the shit I have to pack into apartment. Look at all this is some of my Blu-rays. <laughs> it's just the Blu-rays. You know, people have things. That's one mm-hmm. of mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ruben Anthony oh, joined hey. the fucking podcast uh, Instagram <laughs> live. Ruben, I should everybody clap for everybody. That's a zebra's here. All all the broomheads who are on right now, we love you all so much. I shouldn't I'm so glad you're here Ruben with us. Out. Ruben Anthony, though, the reason I do clap for Ruben Anthony is COVID-19 survivor. He's a survivor. Yes. Thank you for your service, Ruben. I don't know if it's a service exactly. <laughs> I don't know if it's a service exactly. This fucking Ruben this weekend, I got to tell you guys, you, you don't know him. He's a great guy, Ruben. We love him. He's on fucking Instagram Live doing a bar crawl, going, and he's got his mask on. He's doing it all outside. Mm-hmm. It looks like the most fun day of your life I would have loved. I would have loved to have joined him, except I had a three-year-old person like eating my face <laughs> the whole time. And I was like, is that, is that what he me. does now? He just no, eats your face. Just, is that is that when you're like three and four months, right? Mm-hmm. Like three years, yeah, four months, you start yelling at me, faces? yelling at me. Ruben's drinking tropical drinks on the street. God damn, bless you. God bless you, Rubes. <laughs> this is why Ruben wants us to plug his Reader's Digest article about his COVID nineteen uh, survival. So he does. Just... There is there is a Reader's Digest article about Ruben Velasco and Junior. his and his COVID nineteen. <clears throat> when was the last time uh, we talked about the episode? <laughs> a solid five minutes ago. This is what, so on the front half, we got into it really quick and then we just decided Yeah, and normally we talk for like 45 minutes before we get into talking about the episodes. (laughs) We did it the other way around today where we got into it very quickly. We didn't have too much trouble, but now we're like, oh, we're just really, yeah. So Tim has been bullied. He's been called the bad F word that we don't say anymore. It also means a bundle of sticks. Right, football. (laughs) football yes the bad f word um and tim has been called a football Mm -hmm. and marco is like the older gay who comes in and just like makes it all better and he's like older gay (laughs) the older wiser gay he is high school Mm -hmm. yeah he wants to like help uh tim 
yeah. get through his troubles. Yeah. He, uh, he, so he, at one point Tim calls him Yoda and without missing a beat, all these fucking kids know how to do Yoda impressions. It, Marco page. <laughs> yeah. Marco. Marco, Marco becomes is the, new the Dylan. Dylan. Yes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Marco has become the Dylan. He's, he does a lot of Yoda things because that's like the older, wiser one, but honestly, let's call it the Dylan. Not, <laughs> not, not like the older gay. <laughs> Marco, you're going to tell this boy, let me tell you something right now. Marco, one of the best advice you could ever give a new young gay is you tell him you always make a show. You put the sock on the door so nobody comes in and see you having a sex with a boy like a dealer. That is the best number one piece of advice you give a new gay coming onto the scene. You're going to tell him you put a sock on the door. Ah, he's gay. Mm-hmm. Marco's trying to help. Marco him is the older gay. He is trying to give advice to Tim, who is the poor man's Pete Wentz, who will I'm be on Degrassi later. Kyrie's saying a recorder that she plays all the time. <laughs> Sorry, Tom Green is telling me a fun bit of wrestling uh, info nice. that um, I'll see later on. <clears throat> yes. Okay. So Tim is gay. <laughs> oh, Tim is gay. He, he, he's thrown out of his home. Uh-huh. Did you say that already? Uh, no, because I didn't get that far yet. So Marco gives him the advice that he should just come out. He was afraid because he left his home and he had left a gay chat room up and he knew that his dad looked at it, but he didn't say anything about it. So he, Marco's like, you should just come out. It's going to be great. And then he talks like Yoda. Marco, you look at the gay chat rooms. Uh, what is your next screen name in the chat room? I don't know. Why is stupid? Uh, Marco, I want to see what you're saying in the chat room. My was- version of Marco's dad is much more accepting of his homosexuality than the version of Marco's dad that exists on the show, who, as we will learn tonight, is very much not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw the gay chat room was open and I thought that maybe you were just, uh, you were looking at it, trying to see a chat room about uh, Paris. Because he was so stupid, doesn't know he's gay. <laughs> Tim's dad Here. saw the chat room open, so Tim ran out of the house screaming. He couldn't even believe it. Marco says, listen, dude, homeboy, mm-hmm. you got to tell your dad that you're gay. All the while, he has not told his father he's gay so we can see where this is going. And he kind of only told his mom by accident, so. I kind of don't remember already how he told his mom. She found out and they cried on a bed. I remember that, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was a really touching moment. Marco's mom, we got to give a pizza, man. Marco's mom is something something else. She's so funny. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but she's funny to There's me. There's something about her that is just hilarious to me. She's like... First of all, she's like his, he's, she's probably more like his grandma, right? Mm-hmm. But no, she's not that old. No? No, she's just like wearing like a little bit of frumpy clothing, but she's not old. Like she looks very young. She looks like she's going to chase somebody with a rolling pin. Yeah. That's all I know. That's- <laughs> because she's an Italian caricature. <laughs> yes, yeah. Pretty much. As, as a lot of these characters turn out to be. All Italian Canadian caricatures. Yeah, <laughs> we do stand a supportive mama. That's a zebra. Look, that's a zebra's here. Her mm-hmm. old pal, her old pal, Stephanie, my my, my cousin. <laughs> you know her, right? You're oh familiar? yeah, I've known her a long time. Yeah. You familiar with her? Um, so uh, he tells the kid to tell his dad that he's gay, and the kid does. And then Marco's at home now. Mm-hmm. Also, the 
one of the funnier things to me is like he's very oh so he he shows up at Marco's house because he's like Mm -hmm. my dad threw me out I had nowhere to go all under the guise he believes that Marco's family knows that he's gay exactly exactly but Marco's like because of acting he's dad threw him out because he's an actor that's what Marco tells his dad because yeah. his dad does not, in fact, know that Marco's gay, as we all know. Yeah. So he says he doesn't want to be an actor, which you would think that's crazy reason to throw your kid out of your house. And then you remember Manny is living at Emma's Manny's house. still living at Emma's house because she wanted to be an actor. So this show is really anti-actors. <laughs> what a stupid reason to throw your teenager out of the house because they express an interest in acting. Uh, <laughs> but that has happened happening on the show. Uh, and Manny still lives at Emma's, evidently, which all right. Yeah, yeah. She's been there a while. I'm like, how expensive is she on their food budget and everything? Mr. Del Rossi is stupid. Is an idiot. That's right. Oh, hey, Katrina. Um, so he, yeah, he says it's because of acting. And Canadian immigrant parents do hate acting. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's very true. Those parents fucking hate actors. And <laughs> and like Mr. Del Rossi, and this is like a common thing, I think, mm-hmm. is that like people are always like, oh, acting. That's like gay people do acting. It's like, oh, have you seen actors? It's like Sean Penn. Is that a bad example? <laughs> like a dated example. It's a very dated example. Val Kilmer. Rupert Everett. Wait, he is gay. <laughs> Robert He's Pattinson. a wonderful actor. He's a wonderful actor. Rupert Everett. What are you doing? What do you got there? Oh, I was rewinding back to the beginning of the episode. It's playing in the background. And everything. I watched this last night, and you would think that I would remember every single thing that happened, but do you like that part? If I hold out, if I do. <laughs> Tim got uh, Marco's phone number from the play contact list. <laughs> His that's always, that's, oh, his address. Sorry. Which I feel like that's, I don't know. This this whole story was like some real loose threads here that were holding it together. <laughs> oh, welcome to Degrassi the Next Generation, my friend. Yeah. A lot of loose threads holding these things together. Yeah, some great writing and and some great directing from Sud Sutherland. And- so the great Sud Sutherland mm-hmm. was coming in. He, you know what? I got to tell you, Steve Manu- <laughs> Mnuchin. Mm-hmm. loves said Sutherland. He's a big fan of said Sutherland. He called said Sutherland up on the phone. He said, listen to me. I'm going to send you a bunch of hydrochloroquine. <laughs> and I want you to shove it in your body so you don't die of the coronavirus. So he did. That's what happened. I don't know if you guys knew this breaking story. Sud Sutherland, the guy who directed at least one episode of Degrassi the Next Generation, at least one that we know of, oozing hydrochloroquine. <laughs> Because of uh, Steve Mnuchin, the White House. Uh, uh, I can't remember what he is at the moment. Director of communications. He's not. I don't remember what he is. But he has been sending hydrochloroquine to all of his favorite Degrassi performers and, uh, and directors, as well as Steven Schuyler and Linda Stone. That's wrong. Linda Schuyler and Steven Stone. Uh, what would Matty O do if he realized his child wanted to be an actor? Seriously, like, go out and do it, man. You got to get every every piece of life. You got to grab on a life, man. Seriously, I know. I grab on. I grabbed on life so hard when I was younger, and I was like in my early twenties, and I really wanted to fuck a sixteen year old. So, like, I fucking did it, and it was really great for me. I ended up in the Yukon. Life worked out really well for me. I have a beard now. 
Anyway. You can barely grow a beard, too. <sighs> I'm fucking tired. I'm really giving you, I'm giving the broomheads a lot. Uh, this episode so, isn't going to make any sense. <laughs> well, that's the point. Do, that's do, they the ever, point. do any of them make sense? I mean, I feel like there's a thread more than a thread than there is in the show sometimes, but maybe that's what this episode is anyway. So what's happening now? What are we talking about? <laughs> Catch me up to speed. He's so at the, yeah, go he on. goes, he goes to Marco's parents' house and he's all upset because his dad kicked him out because he's an actor. And Marco says he's like Pacino. He's that good. Oh, Tim says that about Marco because yeah, he's yeah. that because this is when Tim finds out and realizes that Marco did not actually come out to his parents. Mm-hmm. So he's saying to uh, uh, what's the guy Marco? Mm-hmm. That, oh, Marco's dad. He's such a good actor. He's pretending who he pretending to be someone he's not all the time. He's like Al Pacino, mm-hmm. incent of a woman. Who mm-hmm. ha? That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> Al Pacino, fucking Al Pacino. Of then, all the actors, Marco definitely reminds me of Al Pacino. Al Pacino. There's so many actors out there. Marco Carbondale. I probably said that wrong. I apologize. Um, um. So Marco goes to school the next day, and he tells Paige that Tim came over last night, and she immediately goes, "Ooh, were you safe?" Yeah, she was like <laughs> waiting. She thought they were fucked immediately. This is like misconception. I mean, come on here, Paige. Give him the guy a little bit of credit. He just met the guy. Mm-hmm. She's out watching these movies that depict gay the gay lifestyle as they just jump into bed with anybody. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Sex positive Paige. I mean, maybe it's just like her being around her brother who, you know, wanted to be Polly with Marco and everything, too. And that guy who's still waiting in his fucking dorm room. He's still waiting in that basement dorm room to get Marco down there to kiss him and do whatever they're going to do. Blow each other? I don't know. I forgot about that guy. Steve. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at so many. Imagine I was frozen. I was, prote- I was, I was like wondering for a second. You were very good at pausing. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, we gotta, we gotta say again, (laughs) let it go, let it go frozen. Gotta say yet again, Mr. Del Rossi's accent is disappointing. Now it is not as strong as it used to be. Mr. Del Rossi was, came into this with a acting choice. Where uh, this actor, I don't know. At one point, uh, he says the ac- the actor playing Mr. Joel Rose, he says, "I hate acting," and I was like, "You don't say." Uh, he <laughs> came into this show deciding he was like, "Oh, this is how he really sounds." He's like, "Oh, this guy is uh, an Italian, eh?" So uh, I guess I'll grow a tiny little mustache, and I'll <laughs> I will really emote as big as I can. And I will sound like a, I mean, I don't want to go back to Super Mario because I already said that, but that's Mm -hmm. what he's doing. He's doing this like fucking, Mm -hmm. and so the director was like, at this, this is not Suds. Suds says to them, like, let this shit go by. This new director was like, listen, dog, we got to fucking tone it down a little bit. And now it's like, now he's just a guy. Now he's just, Mm -hmm. I think the actor was right initially to be a goon. And Mm -hmm. now he's just a guy. 
Mm-hmm. He's still got a little bit of it for sure. Yeah. Just not the same. Not just not the same. So yeah, Marco's trying to figure out what to do. Uh, he's with Paige. Acting has brought her in touch with all of her emotions. That's what she says. Maybe she's getting better than she was in Kevin Smith's movie. I don't know. That's going to be a, 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 a great episode in like another episode or two. Yeah. That would have been a good one to do an Instagram lets you, but it's a two parter. Yeah. You brumets couldn't two part. We would but lose the threads. Many you get times. like 80 minutes on the fucking podcast. These things, those things go for three hours. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. Paige is horrified by the fact that uh, Tim was thrown out of his house. Mm-hmm. She couldn't believe it. She so, couldn't believe it. Marco makes a decision here and he's like, you know what? I have this big play. I have the uh, the the school to save. I don't. What are they doing? They're trying to save drama at the school. That's what the deal is. And it might not be just them. It might be other schools. Like they're hosting a drama festival. Yeah, I was like half listening to the parts about that because I was like, this is not going to be brought up yet again. <laughs> so Marco, who has spent all this time not telling his father he's gay, decides this is the moment I got to do it right before I go out mm-hmm. on stage to perform with my troupe of actors, including Toby. And Craig. Craig. So he brings his dad in and he tells his dad, is, he, he comes out to his dad. Yeah, citywide drama competition. Okay. And whoever wins, <laughs> whoever wins, your school can have drama. That's how it's planned. That's how it goes. Every, the rest there of the can schools, only be one. It's the Hunger Game of like the arts in high schools. There can be but one drama department and it will be whoever. <laughs> we can only afford one. Whichever 16-year-olds do the best version of Shakespeare. <laughs> if they give Fuck. them all weapons. <laughs> this is not going to be good. This is no, it's <laughs> not. Whew, it's not going to be good. So no. then, Marco. Yeah, Marco comes out to his father. This is anticlimactic, both in our episode of Deep and also on the episode of Degrassi, the next generation. <laughs> uh, and Marco's dad typically like Marco's dad, just wants to run away. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> uh, His dad didn't realize that Marco was listening to Britney just because he liked Britney. He thought it was to put chicks in the mood. I mean, what the fuck, right? Come on. What are you, not enough euchre in this episode, somebody says. That's true. There's <laughs> never enough euchre in any episode. This is why Marco's dad is willingly blind to all of this. Come on, seriously. I mean... I mean, but also, like, I fucking love the shit out of Britney Spears, so don't... I mean, your son was also on local television about a blood drive. Well, they did cut out the gay part of it, where he couldn't give blood because he was gay. But he was, like, mad that they cut that out, right? So he wanted that to be on television. This is... Am I wrong? but then his dad would have seen it. So, they. I mean, obviously, the writers didn't think this through. They didn't plot out their entire series arc in advance. This is a song. I like it. This is a song. What is it? This is a song. Oh, dad, it's uh, it's oops, I did it again. This is a song. It makes a woman no want to get a once uh, you had to put a sock on a door with a woman to play this. You song. know, this last week it was just the 20th anniversary of Oops, I Did It Again. This song is 20 years old. I also saw something where like there was like talk about hit me the song hit me baby one more time. And Mr. Del Rossi has too many posters to make. He does. He's got a lot of posters to make. And he wants he wants Marco to be part of the business. He doesn't want him to be an actor. He can't be the next Al Pacino. As a 40-year-old, approaching 40-year-old person, when I was a young, a young man, I had all these 
thoughts and ideas of what I wanted my life to be. Great things. Not to squash all your dreams. You should keep them. They're great. Some of them work out. And now every once in a while I think, huh, damn, I wish my dad would have had a business. <laughs> I think that. Wouldn't it have been great if my dad just had a business and now I ran it? Like, <laughs> instead. Well, the, I feel like those people always have money. Like, no, absolutely. Whoever inherits absolutely. their parents' absolutely. business. But Troy's like, I don't want to fucking do your business. Every, every young person, I don't want to fucking be in your business, dad. And then you hit that age and you're like, oh, fucking thank God. I'm in this my dad's business would have been great. What would your dad's business have been? I don't know. That's a put on the spot question. Probably something like <laughs> air horns. Well, I, I mean, they're very popular right now. Yeah, right. 7 p.m. Essential Workers Club. There's a lot of air horns around Astoria. We have had such a great 7 p.m. <laughs> Craig runs Jeremiah Motors as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. That would be an excellent, like, go, let's do a reboot kind of thing and see where everybody... Oh, no. I also don't want to sell above ground pools. <laughs> I don't blame you. That's, that would be, that would not be a fun business either. I mean, yeah, but let me tell honest. you something. Let me tell you something right now in a pandemic like this. Oh, it might be a good time to make some money. Pools yeah. might not be so bad. Just I put like, one in my living listen, room. I'm not, you should go with your dreams, but don't rule it out because you never know. You might, never know. Might might be a nice little, uh, what is this? No. Remember when Marco's dad said, eh, acting is for the... <laughs> that means gay. Because every actor is gay, obviously. I want to go, I want to digress to the next generation reboot, which is like Greg, Craig, Greg. Craig is working at Jeremiah Motors, but like has like a pot belly and like wears a, and so it's still like plays he's, guitar. He's just got like that, hair. that circle of balding hair, like at the top, like... Mm-hmm. On Allison Road, my dad almost opened his own pharmacy, and I'm glad he didn't because of corporate America, capitalism, and a recession. That's very true. Tom Green says he <laughs> meant acting is for the birds, obviously. <laughs> You're right. Did you did you know that all gay men know how to whistle very well? <laughs> you don't see a lot of birds in the neighborhood, Rach. Lately? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Where these fucking birds? It's it's their time. They're like, hey, no one's out. Also, I noticed time. like I noticed I'm not gonna be like anybody. Tell me who and what to be. Tom I Green. saw a really big bird fight between some sparrows the other day. They were in one tree and then they flew to another one and they were all flying at each other. Oh, Ooh, they were fucking bird fight. But they birds were like fuck there were like eight weird. of them. Birds fuck in a strange way. Have you ever seen the bir- uh, birds fuck? Mm-mm. They, I'm, they like do it. I, I don't want to say because I don't really know, but uh, I feel like they do like a front kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Am I wrong about that? Like they, I don't know. I, I honestly other. don't know. <laughs> do they? Uh, yeah, they see. Jess I go says they were they were fucking. Those birds are fucking. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just it's the it's springtime. They're all out fucking, and so it's just really loud. Dylan bird face. Yeah, I do miss I do miss Dylan's bird face. I don't know if they fuck. Oh, hey, it's Katrina. I I, I have no idea. I just assume everybody everything fucks, but probably <laughs> not. I don't know. I don't know what things do. I just assume. And you know what they say about assuming? I do. It's pretty good. Are we so, done yet? <laughs> I know. We haven't even gotten through through the A story. Oh, everybody's so excited to see us do the B story bit on, mm-hmm. on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan, he's on the episode. Uh, yeah, so 
Jill, Marco Jill. Marco decides to tell his dad before he goes on stage for mm-hmm. the drama competition. So he tells him in the hallway and his dad just like walks away. You're going to just leave, dad. You're not going to pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so he, so then he gets on stage and starts performing and he just breaks character as Hamlet in the middle of it and just says, by the way, I'm gay. Dad. Yeah. Which is similar to how he comes out to his mom, right? That's yeah. Like- yeah. But it, this time in front of a whole audience of people. And everybody was like, they weren't. No. <laughs> so then they go home and he tries to talk to his dad more and his dad just keeps avoiding and he doesn't want to have a queer under his roof. Well, that's what he said. That's how he comes out because he says he tells his dad that Tim is gay and he says, I don't want to have a queer under my roof. And Marco says, what if you already do dad? <gasps> that was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was I pretty like good. that. Marco got the 7 p.m. essential gay actor clap. <laughs> <laughs> they should have won the festival because that was dramatic as fuck. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That was. They yeah. should have. Won. I mean, Mr. Del Rossi is like completely ignoring uh, Marco this entire time because it's it's pretty clear. And then he just had to tell him in front of the whole damn school. Yeah. It, uh, like, remember that time when he was uh, giving his presidential speech, you know, and almost. Yes. Because Alex, the nightmare was going to mm-hmm. out him. But now Alex, we all love Alex. She's Alex is great right now. Regular human who just exists in the world, even though she was a fucking terrible person. And also uh, attributed to having Jimmy shot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Hey, Adrian, uh, if you're, if you are watching this and I don't know that you are, but if you are watching this, uh, could you possibly, <laughs> Uh, this is terrible, right? I, I, I have run out of this beer and I would like- Oh, so you want one. more. And I don't want to get up- and come back? I don't want to get up and go get one, but it, if you're watching, <laughs> but if not, no big deal. Not, not a big deal. I'm not, it's fine. It's totally cool. Um, so then they're in, in the kitchen and Marco is confronting his father about- uh, Oh, I got to say hi to my Aunt Colleen. She's watching, I guess. Hi, Aunt Colleen. It's nice <laughs> to see you. Uh, and and he and Marco's dad. What? Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. Check this out, broom heads. <laughs> I see you in Zoom, but not on. <laughs> the best person you ever want to meet in your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adrian, do you want to bring me a drink? That was too? so nice. That was. <laughs> she, can she, she come over here? Oh. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain, broom heads. That's what you're hearing when we do that. Mm-hmm. Smack. Just so, yeah, uh, Marco is like, if you you don't want to know me, Dad, like, if you don't want, this is who I am. So, like, obviously. Yes, because he does tell him, you're the best son uh, anyone could ever possibly have. Mm-hmm. But I can't you- know about your gay stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, it's Katrina. This is the single cut. Uh, single cut. This one is called The More Cowbell. It's a porter. It's excellent. Single cut from Queens. Yeah, yeah. A, a Queens Brewery. That's where Rachel and I live in, Queens, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys want to see any of my CDs? 
This has turned into like Pat's show and tell. Like we don't actually get through this entire episode. <laughs> no, that's it. So we Shyler Stone over sad Marco. Oh, Marco's mom says he will come to love you again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case. Cheers, mm-hmm. everybody. And now we got to do the B story. We need a breath after that one. It's warm in here. <laughs> yeah, our Patreon will include a tier where Pat just takes a picture of one CD every week. <laughs> That's like the 25 cent tier. <laughs> this is the, uh, these are over Ooh. here. I have CDs also to, to my right. This is the, uh, the, the reissue of the purple, uh, Prince of the Revolution's Purple Rain, uh, which has like the DVD of the, of the concert and uh, three, three CDs of uh, different versions of the album. Uh, Prince's Purple Rain. It's one of the great records of all time. Not even my favorite Prince album. My favorite Prince album is Sign of the Times, but this, pretty good. You should get it. You know, it's funny how like our B story theme has gotten so far away from the real world, but like every time I think about the fact that that I can't watch the real world during this pandemic because it's not streaming anywhere. I get very sad because that's honestly what I'd be watching right now is old real the world. real worlds. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I can't watch things, but I know a lot of people have been watching <laughs> old survivors and I uh-huh. would love to watch old survivors. They're all, I would like to watch mm-hmm. this. I just want to say someone talked about sending us a $5 McDonald's gift card. Uh, Tom Green. That's who uh, got the $5 McDonald's gift card. He's yeah, on this he's right here. now he's on here. the zoom. It's not a fucking zoo. The Instagram live. So yeah. congratulations. <laughs> Is it on YouTube? I'm not sure. Actually. I think that there might've been, it's a weird one because I think there's a rights issue with it, which is why it's not streaming somewhere. Like, I don't know if the Bun and Murray uh, group <laughs> wants to be uh, a part of it, a part of any streaming. The Bunam Murray. I believe it's Bunam. Yeah. All right. All right. It might be Bunham. I don't know. I don't know. I've heard it both ways. But yeah, like Linda Schuyler, Stephen Stone. <laughs> Skyler. We found out that it was Skyler. Oh, but I'm going to keep saying Schuyler. Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't see Hamilton until this year. So <laughs> Hamilton, the, the musical? Yeah. Oh, I still haven't seen it. You saw it? Oh, excuse me. I saw it. My own, I saw it only because my sister bought me tickets to it and I went to see it in San was Francisco. That's okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go, everybody. I do love watching old Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore is the best. That's true. We that yeah. was you were you were neck it's deep in so, Jersey Shore. It was Jersey Shore was the first um, reality TV show with a homogenous cast, which I think is really fascinating. Every other one tried to get people who were different, so they would get into conflicts, but they got all people who were the same, and they still got into conflicts. <laughs> Where they just made them up, you know? Yeah, true. That is true. They put Italians, Italian Americans, in a yeah. house. Yeah, by the someone shore. with a lot of money who's super into it. That's exactly what happened. <clears throat> I, like I wouldn't have seen Hamilton on my own, but my sister was like, "You're gonna go see it because I like it so much." It's good. Someone said it's gonna be on Disney. Yeah, Disney. Oh, hey, it's mm-hmm. Katrina. It's coming at Disney Plus July third. I'm gonna yeah, watch it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very good. There's a uh, not enough. It doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Mm. Really? Yeah. So the women only talk about men, really, in it. 
That was my problem with it. I'm excited to see them sing. Mr. Del Rossi should have been on Jersey Shore. I would have loved to have seen him with Snooki. Uh, Snooki, <laughs> come on. No, he walks. Snooki, come on. What I tell you, I tell you once, I tell you a hundred times, you got to put a sock on a door if you're going to be having a sex with the situation. <laughs> I don't want to see the situation as a balls into my face, Snooki. <laughs> It's hard to say all those S's. A lot of S's. Say Wow. Hey, I wanted to come in here to see a Wow. Jennifer, what's her? Jennifer, what's her name? <laughs> Jennifer Wow. Farley. Jennifer Wow. Farley, I wanted to see her. And Remember the, what? And Ronnie Ortiz Magro. I like this. God, Ronnie Ortiz Magro. <laughs> Remember when the B story was Marco being afraid of bees? <laughs> What a bees double entendre. Story. How did we not do bees? The bees story. How did we do that? The birds and the bees, because Dylan's got that bird-like face. That's true. Good call. So this bee story is an Emma Peter story. Hot Peter. Hot Peter. You guys all know that thing, hot Peter. The only right? thing I really like about um, all these uh, Peter stories is that Emma and Manny are so funny. Whoever's been writing for them lately is like good this season yeah Yeah, they're like great uh they're entrenched in their friendship Mm -hmm. which is why obviously they're gonna like not be friends soon because emma's (laughs) gonna obviously date hot peter lacus yeah my phone is just told me it's at 20 percent uh cool so uh hot peter is really trying to get emma to date him Mm -hmm. hot peter lacus yeah he is really into hot peter Mm lacus she no wait who hot peter lacus Leaning uh, she, tower of Peter. The leading tower of Peter. She's pretending to not be into him, but it's very clear that she is. This is where this is my only thing I want to say about this. And then you could take the rest. Okay. Why? It's very interesting to me that the first time we meet Peter, hot mm-hmm. Peter, hot Peter Lacus, mm-hmm. he does one of the most atrocious fucking things imaginable. Mm-hmm. And now they want us to like him already. This is like three appearances later, maybe even two appearances later. They're trying to get us to like feel bad for him because he has to sleep in a, a small room. All right. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. I, it's fucking, I slept in a small room. I, <laughs> but it's a happens. really sad room. And she gets it because she has to sleep in a basement full of Snake's old bowling shoes. And yeah, also, I mean, he's literally sleeping so in a room with a bunch of file boxes. Is his dad a lawyer? And he just keeps all of his work at home. I mean, maybe, maybe he does. Maybe he does. I'm sorry. You still, he still, here's hot Peter Lacus still has like pictures that he ripped out of magazines of girls in bikinis on his wall. Regardless, besides the point, my thing is, I feel like when this, cause this they, is, should, they should have showed his dad kicking his ribs if they wanted us to feel bad. Yeah, I can't Truth. feel bad. I can't who feel shared, bad. Who anything. shared the thing about Craig with us? <laughs> Like Craig's dad beating him up and then the whatever it takes. Because <laughs> that was good. That was <laughs> My thing is, is that 15 years ago, I'm assuming this is about 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. That shit that he did, like they didn't think it was that bad when they were writing it. They were like, ah, oh, we'll just do like a funny little, he just like puts her boobs on the internet. Oh, it's funny how like things have changed so much. Like, yeah. And there you go. Mm-hmm. Everybody gotta get hydrochloroquine in your body. 
again, again with the hydrochloroquine. Oh, mine already jumped to the next episode. No, no, no. You cannot do that, TV. Be the best, be the best I can. Hear what I say to you. Anyway, so I think Peter sucks. But Emma's Emma starting. Suck, yeah. Emma, Emma is pretending that she doesn't like him. She's fighting she, her. Well, she is like, she's pretending like she doesn't like him, but it's also like he's cute and it's like attention. So I get it. But uh, she comes up with a plan to expose him at his own game, which is to she has a camera phone. It's a flip phone with a shitty ass camera on it. It's also like this show, just like creating like <laughs> your wallet is watching me so like they need a setting right so they need something to happen so it's like in the middle of the week he's gonna throw a party at his mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. that his dad doesn't even like him but also the shakespeare festival is going on which is the thing that emma has been like trying to get everybody to go to and then it's literally happening concurrent at the same time I'm just like, what the fuck? Who's it? What day of the week is this? Everything mm-hmm. seems to happen during on weekdays. Mm-hmm. And they're having a big party, and it's a pool. <laughs> who has a party on a weekday? All these kids at the pool that we've never. Also, seen. I feel like because we're like halfway through the season, shouldn't it be the middle of winter in the school year right now? <laughs> who the fuck knows, man? You're right. Maybe if he had a two bedroom apartment to himself, like Sean. Absolutely. True, true. But I mean, like, he also must live with his mom some of the time. I guess his dad is local as well. How was he not You're in talking the about his before? mom, Hatsu, Hatsulakis? Yeah, Hatsulakis. Hatsu. Not Plainsulakis. That's no. his aunt. That's his aunt, Plainsulakis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Peter's breath probably smells like spoiled milk. Is there something about Peter's breath, or is that just he looks like he has bad breath? Because he does. That's yeah. true. It's never winter at Degrassi, is also true. They must have filmed this it's all during true. the summer. Um, so she, he, she like lures Peter into his own. Oh, oh, sorry. Peter's dad was not a lawyer. He is a car salesman imports mainly imports mainly because what is a domestic Canadian car? I would like to know. We never figured that out from a couple of episodes. His oh, breath his bad breath is canon. Oh, great! I can't wait for that. Did, did that happen already? Yeah, plain that- suit lock is must work at Lakers. Oh, <laughs> 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 Peter! Darcy Grimes Beach. Darcy Grimes Beach. Yeah, famous Darcy Grimes Beach. <laughs> the broomheads are the best. You guys are I the know. fucking best. We love you. Thanks so much for being here. Fucking and like we we do know who these people's real names are, but we much prefer our names for. <laughs> Hello, I said to you, make it. Um, so why didn't, why didn't Mr. Del Rossi make any posters for the drama festival? The drama festival? Drama well, I festival. guess it was, it was like so last minute he couldn't even yeah, do it. Yeah. <sighs> poor Mr. Del Rossi. I mean, not poor, but fuck Mr. Del Rossi. Get over it. Your kids mm-hmm. are, you have a great kid. Yeah, Mark was wonderful. wonderful. I would be proud to have him as a child. One of the great sons. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of the great all-time sons. Yeah, doesn't like actors. Either do you, though? To be fair, no, I don't. Um, no, but it's more so stand-up comedians that I have a problem with. <laughs> it's also true. Right back. Yep, tenacious D. Uh, <laughs> so they decide, 
Emma is going to go to this party and she's going to seduce hot Peter Lacus until he, I guess, takes his penis out and she's going to take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And she's got her camera phone and she takes oh, a picture yeah. of her and Manny first. And it's so blurry. And it reminds me of my old phones and trying to take all those pictures and all of them look terrible. <laughs> oh, those remember, phones were great. They were so great. But remember before our phones just listened to everything we said and sent us ads and tracked us our every moves. Oh, yeah. Those were the days, too. I miss T9 texting. I miss my flip phone that I could put on my little, like, waist thing on my belt. Did you have one of those? Like a car salesman. (laughs) You do remind me of a car salesman a little bit. I know, I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's just like, it's in my blood. It's what my dad's business would have been if he had a business. Some green says, can I take a picture of you in the bone zone? <laughs> they were about to go bone zone. Imports like, only. Imports she wanted only. to take all of his clothes off, but she was not taking her clothes off. She mm-hmm. was smart. Emma was ready. She was like, I'm not opening myself up to any of this manny goofiness. You take your clothes off. So then they're making out and she's trying to take a picture of his balls. And then he says something like, my dad just puts all his crap in this room that he doesn't care about, including me. And Emma feels bad. all the paperwork from his sold import cars. Yeah. Crimea river dog. Yeah. You have a room, you know, some people don't have rooms. Yeah. It's very weird. It's very weird. And uh, so Emma feels bad. She decides she's not going to take a picture of his hot Peter. Because she's also in a shitty room situation. She has to sleep in the basement with yeah. the mold and the shoes and all the old files and everything. With, uh, with uh, Manny as well. With Manny. Now Manny's there too. <laughs> so she comes home and Manny asks if she took a picture of his flat goofy butt. Yeah, she did just not. Like, oh no, we were going straight for hot Peter. We weren't going for a flat goofy butt. I was assuming she was going to take a picture of his hot Peter, but no. <laughs> Oh, and then she takes a picture of him, but you can't even tell it's him because it's so blurry. And then she like kind of, so she tells Manny, no, I couldn't do it. It, it. She doesn't explain that I felt bad. She's more like, oh, I just wasn't good enough at it. And I got, mm-hmm. I didn't do it. So, uh, she, so Manny's like, well, we'll get him next time. You know, we'll get him yeah. next time. The, yeah. br- the broomheads on the uh, Instagram can see that, but the that's what you get. If you come to the Instagram live, you can see some of the movements, but if you just yeah, listen to That's like to a it, Bob um, Hoskins pirate move right who? there. Bob no. Hoskins. <laughs> what? Bob. Hoskins. You fucking asshole. You think just because you live in this fucking room right here that all of a sudden I'm going to stop feeling bad for you, hot Peter? You're not even that hot, hot Peter. Look, you're so skinny. We take a picture of you. You got skinny bones on your, your fucking arms look like twigs and toothpicks. There you go. Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Bob Hoskins. This fucking guy comes in here looking all like a fucking sucker player. <laughs> He's not a proper rugby man like my like myself. You sure he's not into cricket? Bob Hoskins. No, I think that he would be into football, but like soccer football, you know? That's fucking for the birds. It's for the hooligans. Nah, fuck that. 
I like fucking and fighting. <laughs> Bob Hoskins. I mean, that's when they do fight. Is that is that the uh, is that the football games? I fight all those fucking hooligans because they're not even. I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> I'm glad that I don't have to do any impressions because you got all of them. What? You should do one. Do one. Do one character. Do um, Jimmy Stewart. Hey, (laughs) I was listening back to Mr. Gower. There you go. That's better, Mr. Gower. I was listening back to the Jimmy Stewart episode last week, and I was like, "That's fucking horrible." (laughs) I'm not even doing anything. Hey, um, I like uh, listen to uh, Drake's music. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. My favorite music. Some of the some of the stuff by Drake. Me Stewart would like Drake. Republican who loves Drake. He is a he was a very big Republican. But, but Republicans, was, like we said last week, Republicans back in the day were different than Republicans are now. Hey, I'll say hi. I got a zit on my nose. <laughs> But did anything, I know I can make it. Did anything else exciting happen in the B story? I think that there was there was a point where uh, there was a lot of back and forth between Emma and Peter, Hot Peter Lacus. Hot Peter uh, Lacus. And he at some point he called her a tease. Oh, he did. And shitty. Yes. Yeah, you're you run hot and cold. Yeah, look at my skinny arms. Oh, it's so gross. And oh, when he took his shirt off, he was just so scrawny. He's such like a scrawny teenage boy. Like, so weird. He was he's a scrawny not, He's not hot like Craig. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's so scrawny. <laughs> yeah, he really was very scrawny. And then she took the picture of him and it was only like this up. Mm-hmm. So like Bret Hart, Jim the Anvil Nightheart up. Yeah. Is there a plain Peter Lacus? That's a great question. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there is. There may be. Maybe there is a world where uh, in Degrassi lore, hot uh, plain Sue Lacus has a son of her own that she also named Peter and he's playing Peter Lacus. I'm willing to go there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's say, yes, there is a, there is a plain, <laughs> there there is is a plain, plain Peter Lacus. Plain Peter is the meth addict. <laughs> I've got 10% battery remaining per minute. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to plug this in. I got a plug here. Oh, you ever okay. have, you ever seen one of these? Oh, I think I have a little bit more battery life than you do, but not a whole lot. Well, the only issue is I got to stand it here on the computer. So it's going to go all cattywampus. I'm going to put it over here. Let's see how that works. <laughs> what a nightmare. This has been a real, uh, a real, real learning uh, we've had a learning curve. I don't it's know. It's a learning experience. Passed. It's also a Monday. It's a very Monday-y Monday, Monday. Monday. Um, one other thing I wanted to point out was that when the drama fest drama, sorry, when the drama festival happened, um, they show an exterior shot of the school, and there's a guy sitting on the steps by the school, and whoever he was waiting for comes, and he's like, "Oh, hey!" and he gets up to go into the school, and it was not needed at all. Oh, they, that was great! I love those moments. <laughs> They're like, "We need another eight seconds. We're just, we're twenty two, twenty one. We need another nine a seconds." Short. We're a little time. short for the twenty two minutes, so we got to get a little bit more in there. Yeah. <sighs> 
But I think that's I think that's our episode. I think that's my dad. All right, I'm gonna go to sleep now. We gotta do the whole thing. Now we gotta, we gotta do, the, do the thing, the thing with the stuff. The broomheads love to see this. Remember yeah. the one where some girl slaps the guy on the steps? I do remember that. <laughs> remember that? That was that was a good one. <laughs> I almost think now that you said yours and us uh, uh, being reminded of the girl slapping the guy on the steps, I I should be paying more attention to those. Yeah, there's some really great like, and if you also read the um, the sign of the school, there's some really good <laughs> things that they put on there too. What? Sorry, I was singing. You know uh, the sign on the school. Sign the school. Outside of it. Opened up my eyes and I am happy now living without you. Without you. It's not as like you know. It's not as dad punny as like Bob's Burgers or anything. But there's. It's worth reading the sign when you see it. I don't have a fucking burger shop. What are you talking about, Bob's Burgers? I'm Bob Hoskins. All right, let's get. Let's do it. Rachel. Oh, I saw a heart. I saw a heart. For Bob Hoskins. Someone threw some hearts. I just love that anybody knows about Bob Hoskins. Throw those hearts. Keep telling us about... Let us know you love Bob Hoskins. Where'd you go, Rach? You just fell. Sorry, I dropped my phone. What's your favorite Ace of Base song? I I don't want to say in case... I don't know. If you can tell me on Allison Road definitively that there's never a Degrassi episode named after an Ace of Base song, I will tell you because I have one. Um, I have to think of what the names of the songs are and I can't look them up because I'm on my phone. Tell it to my heart. <laughs> Just kidding. That's Taylor Dane. <laughs> Rachel. Mm-hmm. When this show, Degrassi, the next generation, was on the end on the noggin, uh, they had a tagline. The tagline was, it goes there because sometimes the show went places that other teenage programs wouldn't go to. Now we may look at those things and we'd go, no, it's 2020. We've seen it all. We've seen Twilight. We've seen Twilight uh, Breaking Dawn. We've seen Twilight uh, New Moon. We've seen Twilight Eclipse. We've seen it all. We can't possibly see any more. In those days, it was a little bit refreshing that they were willing to like kind of go there. So we like to rate every episode on a scale of one to 10 by how much it goes there in relation to the Twilight movies, Twilight uh, New Moon. Twilight and you complain about me going Twilight, on forever with uh, these. Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2 is a great movie. Uh, so all I would love the broomheads are doing it. They're giving their scores. There mm-hmm. goes their scores. You yeah. keep doing it, but Rachel, they give us your scores on a scale of one to ten. How much would you say episode five? What I didn't do that five ten five oh nine five oh nine. Tell it to my heart. Goes there. I think I might have gone too high. I wrote down a six, and I'm not feeling that anymore. I don't think it. I think that's a little too high. Well, you would think that the coming out episode would be a big episode. Right. And I think that's kind of like what I did was that I was like, it should be up high there, but it's not. He already came out to his mom and that was probably a big deal, but he told the entire school and all these other people. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. So what are you giving? What did you give it a six? A six. Yeah. Maybe I stick with it. And then, you know, and then they almost took a picture of Peter, hot Peter Lacus's hot Peter. So. Almost. Well, if they would... Oh, shit. I just screwed up the Instagram thing. Are we back? Okay. Yeah. If they would have taken a picture of us at Peter, then it would have been a 10. But it, they didn't take a picture of us at Peter. So I'm going to... What did you say? A six? I always got to go either one below or one above. You said a six? Yeah. I'm going to say a five. 
Uh, probably a solid five. It's no steal a car episode, Rafe Prices. That's true. Oh, no, no, it is no steal a car episode. <laughs> it is crazy that we are rating the Marco Comes Out episode so low, but for some, I don't, why are we doing that? It is a big deal. It's just, he already has come out to so many people. He also came out to like national Canadian television, but yeah. <laughs> like, but not his dad. Um, Maybe if Marco told his dad in a stolen car. <laughs> very funny. That's very funny. Uh, Mark of Carbondale, very good, very good. <laughs> then it would be at least a 10, maybe a 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it might even, it goes way off the charts with that one. So you're yeah. so in a five, a five? No, I'm going to actually go up to a six. There you okay. go. That's, okay. It, it's one of these things where it's like, oh, there's, I'm seeing the guy right now. Oh, there's his partner. She came to the to the drama who came? club. I'm, I've got the, the show on in the background and yeah, it's playing over again. What? Who's coming? So the guy was sitting outside of the school for the drama festival and he's wearing a suit. It's like someone's dad. He's wearing a suit and he's holding a program. And then this lady walks up and he's like, oh, you're here. Finally. Okay. We can go into the drama festival. Drama Tom Green did say we're watching this with 2020 eyes. Everyone is out on TV. I'm going to go a seven. Yeah. That's the thing. This was also like, I think that back in the day that this episode might have won awards. Because it was a big deal. Yeah. Why do you have two pens? I don't know. It was like, actually, yeah, we're watching I'm this, like, drugs. forgetting that, like, gay people could not get married not that long ago. <laughs> they still can't give blood. No, it's crazy. Can't donate plasma in this situation either. The situation from, from, uh, from. Situation Jersey. also can't donate plasma. Who'd know what's going on there with his blood or his anything. Oof. Hey, come on, Snooky! I don't know what to see. You're having a sex with a situation. Have a sex with a Vinny Guadaguino. <laughs> I say a seven. Okay. Let's do it. What is next? Oh, it's my part. Pet sticks. I am. I'm playing the drums. Pat. A bit. Pat. Are you yeah. there? Yeah, I'm Are here. You there, Patrick. I'm here. Okay. In these episodes, we like to shine a spotlight in yeah. on one of the characters who really did something special. Right. And there's so many characters in the show. You know, there's your Mr. Del Rossi's, there's your Marco's, there's your Marco's mom. She's not Mrs. Del Rossi, she's Marco's mom. There's your Paige and your Craig. Your Marco, your Emma, your Manny, your hot Peter Lacus, the guy on the steps outside, yeah. Toby in this play for a hot second. There's a lot of characters on this show. Who in this episode, episode 509, Tell It to My Heart, is your most valuable Degrassian? Uh, it's not Marco's dad. Uh, Marco's dad's the least valuable no. Degrassian in this episode. So <laughs> he sucks in this episode. And also his accent is not as good. So yeah. yeah. So he's, he's really out, out of the loop. Uh, I'm going to go with, I mean, I imagine this is, this is going to be a, what do they call it? Yeah, sorry. I forgot Tim. I didn't mention Tim in my whole die drive. <laughs> Who's Tim? Oh, Tim. Oh, Tim. Yeah. No, not Tim. I feel like this is going to be a, 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 a what, what do you call it? Like a, uh, uh, not a toss up. That would be, it could be either or mm-hmm. uh, obvious one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Marco, Marco Del Rossi. Uh, he did a great job as Hamlet in the Hamlet play that he mm-hmm. was doing. Uh, he came out to his dad. It was a, a little, uh, 
you know, he probably could have picked a better setting, but he did it. It had to be dramatic and emotional because this is Degrassi, the next generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I and I <laughs> who's, who's Tim the Degrassi yeah, writer? Pretty much, exactly. <laughs> we will I, probably never see Tim again. He was literally just here to prove a point in this. I episode. mean, we don't know that. A lot of times we say a lot of things and we're wrong, so we'll see. Yeah, Marco and Tim date for a bit. That's his favorite. We, we're wrong. So I'm saying Marco. I love Marco, and in just in general, he's mm-hmm. a, a wonderful, wonderful character. And this is a big shining spotlight for him. And I'm proud of him. Good job. Then a Dylan comes back. A Dylan. It's like a threes company. We thought the who was going to go with the who. Who is going to be in the room? There's a suck and a thumb and a wait outside to see who comes out. Is it going to be a Marco? Is it going to be a team? Is it going to be a Dylan? Is it going to be the guy from the college that's still waiting in his basement? <laughs> Rach, hit me. What's yours? I have to say, before you do your MVD, there is some request for an mvo in this episode oh but just do your mvd first yeah okay um my mvd is marco because he handles this very well for a senior in high school i'm very impressed with how he handles his uh this whole situation with his dad Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's it (laughs) that's really that's all i gotta say i just anticlimactic like the episode yeah Marco Del Rossi, do you have any thoughts on MVO? I know you weren't thinking about it, but did you see anything that struck your fancy maybe for a hot one when you were watching? The well, show? it's definitely not the costumes from the Hamlet play because those are kind of boring. I do those think that um, there's something I noticed that Marco was wearing. He had a bandana around his wrist. Okay. And I was like, that's something. That's pretty think, cool. Um, you know how we talked about Manny's hair calming down a little bit? Um, yes, she, she's wearing some like pretty normal early 2000 outfits of like t-shirts, yeah. t-shirts and the low rise jeans. Emma gets very dressed up to go see Hot Peter Lacus. Hot Peter Lacus. Um, yeah, I didn't have any favorite. Uh, I didn't have any favorite outfits from this episode. Nothing that I thought deserved a shout out. Did anyone have any? Yeah, Tim's knockoff Pete Wentz costume is pretty good. I think I've already told the broomheads about my Pete Wentz story. I, I, you know what? Who knows? Maybe yeah. you haven't told it. Told, tell yeah. it again. He um, from the episode proper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess around this time, no, a little bit earlier, probably. I uh, I used to have a webzine, and I used to photograph bands. I don't think we've heard the story. Interview them, um, and so I was <laughs> at the Skate and Surf Festival in Asbury Park, New Jersey, in two thousand three, and I was interviewing Fallout Boy, who was like a new band at the time. Fob. Fob. Um, and I can't remember who we were talking to, but it wasn't Pete Wentz. It was someone, I, I just, honestly, the memory is so blurred. I don't remember who in the band we were talking again, to. Again, again, always <laughs> got to bring up blur. <laughs> it's funny how Oasis doesn't drop into conversation as easily as blur does, but blur just drops in so easily. Um, and I'm very tall. I'm 5'10". And Pete Wentz came over to join the interview. It was me and my friend Jess. It might have been Patrick. I can't remember who was who we were interviewing, or it might have been Andy, who was the drummer. Um, and they're not they're not tall guys. No one in in uh, Fall Boy is very tall. They're all shorter than I am. And Pete Wentz came up to me, and I was holding my holding my questions in front of me like this, and he like peeked over my shoulder, and I was like, "Oh, do you want to see? Do you want to see this? Do you want to check this out?" And he said, "No, I'm okay checking you out." Ooh, what? Stop yep. it. 
Pete Wentz hit on me in 2003, guys. More like tall out boys. <laughs> uh, what? And so what happened? Did you guys fuck? No, we didn't. <laughs> I was like 19, I think, when this happened. Oh, my God. That's a great that's story. My, that is the only cheesy pickup line that's been used on me ever. I, I don't think we've heard that story on the show. I don't think I've I'm heard surprised I didn't bring that up because I feel like I bring up the same stories many times and forget that I oh, told you them. Do. You definitely do. <laughs> Myra so, Velasco yeah. says, Hot Rachel Lacus. <laughs> That's how I'm better known. Hot Rachel Lacus. Hot Lockes. Peter Wentz was in but the like, zone. I mean, I didn't have a child named after a borough in Queens with him. Like, I mean, not Queens, New York City with him. I'm, who did Ashley Simpson? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Great story, Rach. Yeah, that's that's uh, one of my classics. I have a lot of good stories involving pop punk bands of the early 2000s. That was a big scene I was a part of. You were a big part of that scene. Yeah. I don't know if you'll forgive me. Somebody that's else. also, yeah, my cousin just said, Craig hit on my sister, Cassandra, when, when they saw Wait. Spring Awakening years oh, ago. yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell that story. Do you feel like you can't tell I don't, I can't. She needs to tell that story. We should have gotten her when she was sitting in your house recording an episode with us like a year ago. <laughs> well, we should have. That's that's yeah. true. We should have. I would have loved to yeah. have heard that story. Ooh, Lauren Collins at Lollapalooza in 2007. Mm. Oh, yeah. When we get to the Taking Back Sunday episode, I'll, have, I'll share some stories then. God damn it. For being blind to how you felt. And that's not <laughs> something I know much about. Anyway. I guess we're done. This is how it goes. We go, oh, I guess we're done. This was great. We're not going to end the Instagram live yet. We have a minute 57 remaining. <laughs> Let's kill the episode. Yeah. We're done with the podcast. Yeah. So our, well, you, do everybody. we need to say our, our normal? Follow all the shit. Do yeah, you guys else. know where to follow us at this point. And if you're if you haven't listened to an episode before this, that's not our fault. Right. Totally. Okay. That's the end of the episode. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done. Bye. Tell the the beeheads, the beeheads and the D monks. Thank you so much, guys. This was great. Yeah. What a fun time. I'm sorry I couldn't figure out, out the audio. Us. Yeah, and because of uh messing that up, we gotta do two parts. So well, we didn't have to do two parts. We did the one part on this. Oh, but the, the Zoom is fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fine. That's Rachel, recorded. guys, what you don't know is now Craig. Somebody's a Craig, Ashley. Uh, Rachel's going to have to fucking do, fuck with this audio. Something something fierce. Ooh, it's going to so be give a, Rachel lot of- a lot of credit. Rachel's the best. Thank you, guys. I try. Stop saying things. You guys are great. The pals, the broomheads. Give it up for the broomheads, Rach. Thanks for joining us. Oh, did you want to see another one of my CDs? <laughs> yeah, we are excited for Palix also. We can't wait to talk about it. Oh, look, it's Jenny Lewis. Rabbit Fur Coat, the first solo album from Oh, Jenny yeah, what Lewis. about Rilo Story Cummings. Time? There were a lot of stories in this episode, I noticed. Yeah, stories. You know what? We don't do it. We stopped doing it. We stopped doing the stories and we stopped doing the uh, MVOs. But we love them. We'll do them. Maybe I'll, we'll do them next week. Right, Rach? One more yeah. Time. Yeah. And that's not something I know much about. CD time. with. Hey, everybody. It's a fucking great record. It's got Jenny Lewis's best vocal performances on all these songs. Oh, it ended. <laughs> <laughs>